Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Estonian Football Podcast. This is our monthly segment where we'll be talking through the games of the month, talking about the Premier League games, dipping into the S-Liga, some players abroad and the Estonian national team. Yeah, so let's just get straight into it with the Premier League and let's speak about Flora Tallinn at the moment. Top of the league at the moment, only team that were unbeaten in the league. Looking really good, really solid so far. They've beaten two of the top four, or who would probably be in the top four when the season ends in Pida and Kaoyu. Good results for those, really good results, because Kaoyu were looking pretty good so far as well, which we'll speak about a bit later. Eunice Tam's come in on loan from Ukraine. Flora's gained the Martin Kusk replacement, which we were talking about in the season preview. Yeah, solid for them. Yeah, I agree. They have looked really good. They're scoring goals. They've introduced some younger players this year. So Everett Grunwald's in goal. Whether he'll stay number one or not is another matter. When we spoke about it in our season preview, we all kind of hoped it'd be Pablavskis. I know he's been out injured, so you can argue the case. That's why Grunwald's in goal. Nom's been playing for the under-21s, which seems strange to me. They've also uh, introduced Mark Lepic. has been playing regularly this season as well up front. He's scored himself a couple of goals. Yeah, and they're just looking really good. Yeah, Konstantin Vasilev, 37 years old, is the one that's leading the way for him. Five goals, impressive performances from him. At club level anyway, it doesn't look like he's slowing down. We'll talk about the national team in a bit. Yeah, but for club level, he's looking really good. He's Flora's top goal scorer, five goals. So the problem with Flora right now is who do they go with as their number one striker? Okay, we're only four games in. The three games that Koska's played, he doesn't really seem to be the one yeah, he kind of looks off the pace a bit. You know, we watched the game against Kalev. Yeah, and he just looked poor. It looked like he, he couldn't get his feet out the ground. He couldn't control the ball. Maybe it's nerves stepping up to the bigger club. I don't know. But I agree with you. But Lepic's looked good, like we said, for Kuraksin. He's looked all right, stepped up from the under-21s whilst playing for them a bit as well. Uh, obviously, you've got Alaku as well, who's more of a, I'd say, a traditional well, winger. And we've got Sapovalov, who's probably expected a bit more game time in the coming weeks. But obviously, it's, we can't judge him. We're only four games in as of right now Koska's not the option a special shout out as well for Martin Miller who's who's been brilliant so far he's got three goals he's got himself a couple of assists he's really stepped up this year uh, and I'm happy for him Marcus Sumitz doesn't get enough credit either the midfield for Flora is really strong really happy with how the midfield is for Flora I'm happy with their strikers it's just who's going to be that number one I wouldn't put Koska there I really like I hope Lepic becomes the number one last Flora spoke and we'll drop into Levadia now who again and Another team that have looked really good. Granted, yes, they haven't really played anyone. They have played Kalev, Parnu and Legion, beating Parnu 8-0, Legion 2-0, Kalev 5-1. They were supposed to play Nava, which was postponed due to COVID. Funny story with Lavadia saying that all COVID cases should just be treated as injuries and should be played on and then going ahead and postponing the game. A lot of frustration there, but yeah, they've looked really good. You expect free wins from three from the three that they've played the real question now is the upcoming games for them they've got Pida, Kaoyu, Flora coming up in quick succession how are they going to look after those games next game they've got is Tomeka I believe yeah you should expect them to beat that and that's where it gets tricky afterwards the next podcast we record where we speak about where Lavadia are be whether it's as expected or not I expect them to get a, a win against Pida, probably a draw against Kaoyu and then the Flora one is anyone's guess it'll be interesting in the next few weeks for them 
They've brought in a couple of players. Uh, Mikel Ansalu's joined. He was at Legion last year. Bogdan Vastok's returned. Two really good players. Begleres Vili's picking up from where he left off last year. Scoring goals as he does. And uh, Lilieu as well. Granted, he's only scored in one game out of the three. It was a hat-trick against Parnu. So it's, it's positive for them. My only gripe with Lavadio at the moment is that Robert Kurse isn't getting the game time he deserves. He's only played... 86 minutes or something like that in three games but still managed to get two goals so far I've not been impressed with Lilieu but based on his experience or his past in the Premier League you can see why he's the starting striker but after what Robert Kirst done last season I really want him to get more game time I like him as well and I agree with you um, another player that stood out for me this season for Lavadia is Putin Karnin in midfield a player who probably isn't fashionable for what he does but I, I think he's been really good he's been getting into the box creating chances scored a couple of goals he's chipping in with some assists um, I think he's been a revelation for them really I agree well balanced seems to be an, an important player for them at the moment I think he's played every minute so far so he seems to be the main staple in that midfield for Lavadia I'm really happy with what Lavadia are doing yeah but the next few weeks are going to be difficult which brings us on to one of the games they'll have in the next few weeks Noma Kalyu how do we feel about Kalyu well I said in the preview I fancied Kalyu to challenge for the title and they've looked really good Cura said a good very good win away to Pida 3-2 win they were a bit sluggish against Parnu it was a tough game to watch they were poor it's hard to tell if Parnu just defended well or if Kalyu were poor. I'm going for the Kalyu were poor option. And a 2-1 defeat to Flora, which, you know, you can't you can't argue with that. They were 1-0 up at the time, so they'll be disappointed to let that go. But yeah, they've, they've looked good. Pavel Marin doing what he does. Dre Fortune, who came in, he's... Yeah, He's a hard one to judge. I'm not too sure what to expect of him yet, but he's 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 got himself a couple of assists. And defensively, they look good. Y- Yarvalade has been a brilliant signing, constantly bombing up and down, you know, creating chances for them. So I want to mention about their defence. It's a complete rebuild, apart from, I'll get his name wrong, Sivelikadis in defence. It's a complete rebuild with Elhi, Yarvalade, and the new French dude, Manon. So it's completely new, and they seem to have clicked already. You know, especially you've got Elhi, who's played every minute so far. Uh, Manon's played every minute so far. If Yarvalade wasn't injured, and I believe uh, Sivelikadis got injured against, I think it was Flora. So if those two weren't injured, I can imagine they would have all played every minute as well. So it seems like defence has gelled very quickly which I like about them when we said they were going to challenge for the title I was a bit cautious about it but even though they've lost against Flora so far I think it could very well be a possibility but it's still very early days they've got some favourable fixtures coming up they've got Legion next they've then got Kalev then the tricky tie against Lavadia but then even after that favourable games for Kalyu to build up some form some confidence my only question mark is the striker I'm not a huge fan of Alex Tam I know know he's got three goals already this season to me I don't think he's the answer he's not someone who will to compare him with someone like Henry Anier or Rauno Sapanen I don't think he will be the guy to get 20 plus goals in a season we'll now move on to the team in fourth place Haida who had a bit of struggles they got that win against Parnu but I also feel they were a bit fortunate in that game Parnu gave it a real go yeah I agree I watched that game and Parnu looked really good they actually missed a couple of decent chances early on in the game could have easily gone you know the opposite direction but yeah Pied obviously went 
went on to win. They then lost two games on the spin to Kaoyu and Flora, then going and winning against Tomeka. They did go 1-0 down and then managed to turn it around, which is obviously good. But I don't know, they, they've disappointed me. They have got a few bright sparks in the team. Robbie Sama's hit the ground running, something that we weren't too sure if he'd, you know, be kind of like a in-and-out kind of player, playing really well. I think Deabas is kind of woken up more this season as well. They've got the Gambian, Brima Singatar, scored on his debut. He had, what, like a 15-minute cameo against Tomeka, managed to score. I think he's going to be a talent. I'd like to see him introduced more into the team. So there are positives with them, of course. A concern is no clean sheet in the four games. You would expect it definitely against Parnu, they would have kept the clean sheet. You know, you got someone like Ragnar Klavan at centre back. You'd expect a bit more. I'm not saying Klavan's the problem because he's obviously not. He's one of the greatest Estonian players of all time. But no clean sheet so far against Parnu, Tomeka. Will they keep one against Kalev? Attacking wise, Kalev are pretty good. Or they've got that good counter attacking motive. Kalev, I think if Pida want to challenge for, say, their targets to top three, they need to start keeping clean sheets, especially against those teams near the bottom. Other than that, Kalmul, as always in midfield, he's a decent player. We love Kalmul, part of the Kalmul fan club. Yeah, other than that, I agree with everything you said. Big disappointment so far. Harold Reberg, I would have expected more game time. I'm not sure what's going on there, if he's just coming back from an injury or whatever, but so far he's been largely disappointing. Like we've said for every team so far, it's early days. You can't judge a team based on four games. Again, some favourable fixtures coming up. Tasty fixture against Lavadia on the way. They'll be okay. They'll be the top four. I think the top four will stay as it is. We'll move on to the team in fifth, which is Navatrans. Navatrans, yeah, they started really well. Two wins out of two against Legion and Curacera. Curacera one was a good win because they had to come from behind. Tomeka won disappointing result and you can't really well I would have expected them to win that one I was fully expecting them to be three wins out of three before going into that Lavadia game which was called off but with the Legion result what I remember from that one Legion kind of gave it a go as always with Nava even now I still don't know what to expect from them we always say it about them what can you expect they've had a decent run in with players Martin Kaus who our mutual friend with Ilya he's looked really good uh, he seems to be more attacking Zach Luca hasn't had a chance yet. He's, I believe he had COVID, so he's only just coming back into the frame now. Goliov's only making appearances off the bench so far. So with Nava, with the players who I was expecting to see perform well, they're not performing well, and the ones who I wasn't expecting to perform well are performing well. You talked about the Curacao game. I actually watched that game, and it seemed like Nava were just—they looked lethargic really until they went one 0 down. As soon as they went one 0 down, it kind of woke them up a bit. You know, to turn it around for two-one, it was a brilliant result for them. Yeah put them two wins out of two and as you said you would expect them to beat Tomeka I would have as well it was a it was a poor game, really. It was a well, great result for Tomeka, poor for Nava. Like you said, Kaus, yeah, been brilliant. Kevin Alou's been a top signing. Zakaluka coming back from COVID. He's bound to feature more. I, I like the look of Nikita Mihailov as well on the wing. He's looked like a good player. Bit of a hothead. Loves a yellow card. But he, he's a creative player. I, I'd expect him to score a few goals this year. He hasn't got any yet. And even no assists. But I think those figures, I'd like to see him finish on like at least five goals, five assists. I, I think that's a possibility. I'd like to see more of Goliov, like you said and I like Gleb Pestov as well he's he just needs to start scoring some goals 
So let's talk about, let's do Curacao and Temeca together. Any thoughts on those so far? How do you feel it's going? Cura are how you'd expect that the loss against Cal U, you would have expected a loss against Cal U. The win against Kalev was huge though. That was one that could have gone either way before the game happened. You know, Kalev just coming up, Curacao looking a bit weaker than last season. So for them, that's huge for how the season's going to come. Kalev game, huge result. Two or draw with Legion. I'd say that was disappointing. They did go 2-1 up late on and then conceded a late equaliser in that one. So they'd be disappointed with that. You know, they could have easily be sat on six points as opposed to four. And you could even say the same for the Nava game. 1-0 up, conceding two late goals to lose the game. So you could even argue they could even be on nine points. But they are where they should be. Stein Reincourt looks looks good. Looks like he's been a top signing. Obviously, the other Flora Lonies, you got Otto Robert Lip there. He scored that good goal against Legion. Manlan Hatch trick against Kalev we all love Manalan the way uh, Ilya talks to us saying that we shouldn't like Curacao but there's a lot of players in the Curacao team that are part of the who are in our fan club so you got Sander Litt Ralph Suvinom Matthias Manalan Otto Litt good players yeah they have got some good players and they're okay they'll be fine say Parnu next huge yeah, game yeah be a tasty one I'd fancy Cura for that and I'd even fancy them away to Temeca as well yeah because I'm Looking at it now, Parnu, Tomeka, and then after that, yes, again, need points in these next two because after that, Flora, Lavadia, Pida, four points in those next two games at least. Then I think, yeah, they'll be in a good position heading into those three games. Yeah, I agree. And talking about Tomeka, we'll just move on to them. They're very similar with Kuro-Rosera at the moment. They've got four points, lost the opening game to Flora, took an absolute hammer in. One thing I want to say about Temeca is that already four games in is that you can see just how better they are now than what they were last year. I uh, watched the interview with the coach after the Flora game and he was basically saying, you know, just give us a bit of time to work these players in because it is still a young team. There is a bit more experience in there now, but it's still a very young team. I think they'll be in the top six. Yeah, they're playing better. They've already kept the clean sheet this season after four games, which yeah. I think it was something ridiculous it took about 20 plus match weeks last season. I think it was either just before, just after the split they had it last season. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, early days now, yeah. Against Narva as well. Good performance against Narva, three points. The, the one will draw against Legion, which again, that was a. It was a tough watch. You could probably argue that Legion were the better team in that game. Uh, in the first half, anyway, at least. The defeat to Pida, you could expect that. They're away to Lavadia next up, which would be a tricky game. Very tricky game. Um, and then Kura, Rosera and Parnu, which would be games they'll be looking at to win. As far as players go, Kevin Matas, disappointing. Sander Kapper on the right wing. He's one that frustrates me. Is there any other players that you've seen of Tomeka? So I'm going defensively again. Obviously, you've got uh, Yerdo Yukam, centre-back. I think he's going to be really important for Tomeka. He seems to have fit in like really well. Tano Tamek as well. He played a lot last season and he seems to be, again, given that trust in this season as well. He got his first cap for the Estonian under-21s in the games just gone against Azerbaijan and Georgia. With experience, I think he'll become a decent player, maybe another one of those that Flora poach in a couple of years. Uh, they signed David Addy, left-back. I can imagine imagine he's going to be one of those that departs in like June or something so far to be honest I've not seen much of Tomeka so far uh, he's only played like the odd hour in the two games that he's played but it's a big signing for them so defensively they've, they've been much better in terms of quality 
Yeah, and they've also brought in Henry Valier as well on loan from Flora. He featured a bit last year for Flora's first team, scoring a couple of goals, so that's the top signing. Sander Puri, from the games I've seen of Tomeka, he's just controlled. Yeah. He, everything goes for you, Puri. Puri to Nod Lang in like the midfield, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, more game time who I think most people are surprising to see for Tomeko is uh, Alexander Kukarev. He's featured in every game, just 19 years old, he even got a goal, didn't he, against Pida. He's one to look out for for the rest of the season to see if he continues with the form that he's having. Tomeka, yeah, I, I think they'll be happy where they are. They, they've, they've done okay. They could be better. They could be worse. Before we talk about Parnu, I'd like to talk about Legion. So we'll leave Kalev and Parnu for last. So I'll quickly talk about Legion. Purely the reason why is because I believe Legion are going to finish above both of these teams. I'm really interested in Legion this year. And based on what I've seen from them so far, they've been very unlucky in all four of the games they've played. And that's games even against Lavadia. I think Lavadia won with two penalties, one of which was probably controversial. And the Curacera won, they were very unlucky not to win. Again, Tomeka, they probably could have got more from it the problem with Legion at the moment for me is just that when I look at their lineups I'm still confused I'm still trying to learn the new players that are playing for them so one week one player's playing centre-back next week he's playing left wing and all that stuff so I'm still trying to figure out but I think they're so far they've been very unlucky no I think you're right and obviously they had the, the minus four point hit to start the season so they're currently on negative two points which Kalev and Parnu will be thankful for yeah I agree with you I think they, they will be above the two they've, they've played well a player we like Nikita Ivanov has been brilliant he looks like the player that creates the chances that will score the goals for them yeah fully agree other players you could mention at the moment to be honest I don't really know as I said I'm still trying to learn this Legion team Ivanov looks good Pavel Domov obviously is a decent player uh, they've got the twins the Jobrinko twins just mention those purely just because we're twins there's a very young team that they're putting out there mainly 17, 18 years old with the occasional mid-20s guy. Even Ivanov's only 18. I'm hoping by the time we record the next podcast, I'll be more familiar with these players. I'd have a chance to watch more of their games so I can know a bit more about them. But from what I've seen so far, I've watched half the Curacera game and I feel like they should have won it. Every other game for them, I've been at work, unfortunately. So far from like highlights and all that stuff, I feel like they've been very unlucky. Talking about the next podcast, you might be saying that they might finish bottom. They got Cowu, Flora, and Pida the next three games, so it's not looking favourable for them. But you know, we we'll wish them luck. <laughs> yeah, well, based on how they played against Lavadio as well, who knows? They could get some results against Pida, maybe we'll see. But yeah, let's so let's move on to the teams we think will finish in the bottom two: Parnu and Kalev. Yeah, so Parnu. That you know, we thought originally they would be, you know, one of the whipping boys. They've lost three out of four. They did beat Kalev three one, massive result for them. And you know that could be the the games they have to win to finish ninth instead of tenth. They did take a hound into Lavadia eight nil defeat, which I did watch the game and they were poor. They, they were okay against Kalyu though. It's it's a strange one considering they've already played three out of the four big boys. You know you can you can't really argue with it. Everyone was expecting them to lose all three most no I wouldn't say most of us some of us probably expected them to lose or at least draw the Kalev game so there's a bit of confidence for them going into the next few weeks are they worse than Kalev right now probably not but we'll see as the season goes on players to pick out so far I know Hendrik Vine who concedes a lot of goals but I don't think he's as bad as the goals conceded make so he keeps them in for a lot of games I really like him as a goalkeeper 
I like Krutikolov. He was good last year. This year, he's looked good as well. Christian Kask, he's been filling in at centre-back to help with uh, Panu's defensive woes. I'd like to see Ahmed Abdullah play more games. Every time he's played, I, I think he's looked bright. Yeah, from when he's come on and played, he's looked really well. So I reckon he's going to be a starter from now on. But yeah, looking at the, the fixtures, yeah, you could argue some favourable games coming up. Uh, Kura said that could go either way. Yeah, it's still fancy Kura. Nava, again, depends which Nava turn up to Mecca and Flora. Points there to be won. Yeah, it's just whether they get them or not. Let's quickly go on to the team that are actually pointless at the moment. Our boys at Talina Kalev. I'd like to say they've been unlucky, but they've just not been very good. It's difficult to say where the points are going to come from. For now, it's very inexperienced for top flight football, I feel. Based on what we've seen so far, doesn't seem like it's going to get any better anytime soon. No, I agree. Uh, they need some time. Say it's inexperienced. They're leaky at the back. They're lack of concentration at the back so that's, you know, that's where the goals are being conceded from going forward they don't look too bad when they get the the chance to attack they, they're looking good they're looking bright there's some decent players at the top you've got Yakovlov left winger Silomar got the experience with Hans Anier up front at Puria you know they're, they're all there it's just getting the click. Even the midfield's not bad, right? Seeing though you've got Marek Kalume, Vadim Mirahayov, you've even got Fodo Trollaway from Pido on loan, and you've got Daniel Petrunin. There is a bit of quality in the midfield and experience in the midfield. The problem at the moment is the defence and trying to figure out how to stop those goals from going in in a large number. Pido and Kalyu next, so how many goals are they going to concede in those two? First points, you could look at Legion in a few weeks. Is that going to be possible? Because as I said and when I'm speaking about Legion they're not doing as bad as what people think they're doing I, I get again it's only four games in but I'm already starting to worry about Kalev I am as well very worried I hope they can turn it around I hope there's a bit of luck can come their way string a few results together and stay up you know they're a brilliant club family club you know they do lots with the community they do lots with the fans uh, so they, they deserve a bit of luck and a change of fortunes They've done a hell of a lot for the Ukrainians as well. Ukrainian refugees out there. Um, yeah, if you don't follow them on Twitter, or I mean, imagine most people that listen to our podcast already follow them on Twitter so you can see what they're doing. But yeah, they're a great club. So I, w- I really hope they can turn it around. Um, looking f- we're looking forward to being out there in three weeks to watch them against Temeca. Yeah, hopefully by then they've managed to get some points and get three points against Temeca when we're out there. Yeah, so that rounds up the Premium League. We now just have a quick dive into the second tier, the S. Liga and just have a brief talk about what's been going on there. I think the SLE is fun. Like so far, I'm, I'm really enjoying catching up on it. So I've only managed to watch one game live. Vimsi Hayu. Yeah, what a game though. It was good fun. Really enjoying it. Yeah, I agree. Fun league. There's always lots of goals, but just having a brief talk through Flora under 21s lead the way. They have been using a lot of first team players. It's frustrating. Uh, you know, Shapovalov, he is under 21, so it counts. But you've had Costco play, you've had Alaku play. Obviously, Norm's playing in goal. He's played every game in goal, and they're a players there that have been lingering around the first team but yeah that you know they're strong side they're playing well as long as the players are playing getting the experience who cares right quickly diving into the three promoter teams going away from the top we've got Vimsi, Hayu and Alliance I think Vimsi and Hayu are exactly where they want to be same for FC Alliance actually they're looking you know four points on three games can't go wrong with that can you so for the three promoter teams it's nice to see that they're not just taking a battering 
I think Vimpsy would want to be challenging. I, I think they're fairly ambitious. They look they look strong. They you know they started off with a defeat. It was against Flora's under twenty ones. Mind they drew with Parnu as well, which you know could be seen as a as a poor result. They've they've looked strong. And going talking about Haryu, I think they've got the best player in the league. Roman Subsenko played for Mardu. I think that's a top sign, and I'm surprised no Premier League clubs pounced on him. Yeah, fully agree with Haiyu. And we're talking about ambition. I think Haiyu can be probably a bit more ambitious than Vimpsy. They've got Alexander Ivan Newson from Noma Kaoyu, Cyril Antonov from Noma United. They're looking good. I honestly can't see why not Vimpsy and Haiyu are the top two come the end of the Esther Liga. Maybe a bold ambition, but I'm not against it. Yeah, that is bold. You've got, you know, the strong under-21 teams with Flora and Pida. Quick talk about the Pida one. Mentioned him earlier with Pida, Ebrima Singatar. Five goals in four, two games. Brilliant. And you've got the only unbeaten side as well, Noma United. They have the 16-year-old striker, Ega Onyapu, who's got seven goals. Scratched some of them are penalties, but they all count. Seven goals in four games. Brilliant return. Nomi United last season, I think they were unlucky purely because you had teams like Mardu and Kalev in the team, in the league, sorry. And then you had the under-21s as well. If you take away the under-21 teams, Nomi United, Vimsi, Haryu, I think they're going to be the ones near the top and going to the bottom. To Levick. I think it's going to be a long, long season for them because they are using predominantly under 21 players. The Esther Liga is mainly under 21s, let's be real, but to Levick's under 21s are probably not as good as the other under 21s in the league. Is relegation possible? Absolutely. And I honestly don't think Ritson should be Televik's number one. I think he's he's not a very good goalkeeper. I'd like to see one of the younger guys have a go. Maybe Urison, who's already played once this year. And the other team at the bottom, Parnu, I'd like to touch on. Then it's not what I thought. I thought they'd be getting pumped. They're not. They're losing by the odd goal. They're getting draws. Well, draws one draw against Vimsey. They did miss an early penalty in the game against Alliance as well. So it, it could be different for them. So we'll see what happens. They're probably still, still linked near the bottom with Televic and I'd expect Alliance to linger near there as well if I'm honest with you I'll move it on now to the players abroad I've got a list of players who are doing well players who I'm really disappointed with so yeah it's about five or six players so I'm going to start with players who I feel are doing well Matthias Kite in Romania for Rapid Bucharest through the month month of March he's been consistent he's got two goals he's changed their form so yeah he's performing really well in Romania you've got Rocco Schein he's only played one game in the month of March in Holland for the Yon Utrecht but he's appeared on the bench for the first team twice which can't go ignored because I feel it's just that matter of time before he gets that appearance in the Eredivisie for Utrecht. Carol Metz for FC Zurich. Very likely now that FC Zurich are going to be the champions of the Swiss Super League. Uh, I believe it's going to be their first title in 15 years. So yeah, he's going to get himself a league winner's medal by the end of the year unless they implode. Uh, Oliver Jürgens for Inter, consistently playing for Inter's Primavera team. Uh, Martin Vettel, he's um, surprising me a lot for Roma. He's only playing for their under-8 teens not the primavera if there's any italian expert who can correct me on that so he's not quite at the primavera yet he's playing in the under 18s but he has featured on the bench for the under 19s in the primavera he's got two goals in march from the midfield position i honestly believe vetko is going to be one of the best estonian players of the next 10 years i don't know what your opinion is on that one yeah i think you're right he looks a top talent come out of kalev's youth system he was playing in the Premium League when he was what 15 years old so yeah he's a top talent I'm excited to see what goes from him 
hopefully Roma use him right. Not one of these, you know, weird Italian clubs that get shipped out to like the Serie D or Serie C and stay lingering around there. Yogi Tunyov's out in the Serie D, I believe, at the moment. Serie C, perhaps, at the moment. He's looked good. But yeah, I fully believe um, Vettel's going to be one of the best players in Estonia for the next 10 years. Carl Hine playing for Reading. Obviously, he's he's got that injury now. It looks like he might be out for, what, near the end of the year? Yeah, I believe it was a ligament uh, injury in the finger. He was playing well. A lot of Reading fans gave him a lot of stick, which was unwarranted. He played well. He, he's a young goalkeeper. He needs the game time. He needs the experience. And, and that loan spell to Reading is what he needed. Hopefully, next year, he can get another loan and play a full, you know, 46-game season in the championship. Yeah, he does need to work on distribution. For me, as a goalkeeper, as long as you keep the goals out, that's all that matters. Yeah, who cares? Uh, I'm going to quickly go on to the one person who's really disappointed me. And it's a shame. It's Rana Sapinen for uh, Piast Gavice. I'm not really sure what's going on. I've watched one game live of Sapinen since he's been there. He didn't really seem to offer much. It seems he's playing not as a striker from what I've seen. Game time's being more and more limited as the weeks go by. Uh, he played 45 minutes two weeks ago to one minute one week ago to the game just gone where he didn't come on come on the pitch at all. Piast signed that striker, didn't they? Um, I can't remember his name, but then there was that talk about why did they sign him when they signed Sapinen. I think he's been really disappointing. Maybe not to his own fault. I really hope he sorts it out because it's his third time at a team outside of Estonia now and he's not quite hit the running with them yet. At the floor on loan in the summer? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Why not? Maybe Kalev can take him. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully he can sort it out. But yeah, for me, out of everyone abroad at the moment, he's been the most disappointing. Most seasons are coming to an end soon. So the only player we'll be keeping an eye on as such is Eric Sorger. He'll be playing all through the summer. So providing he gets on the pit, we'll look forward to that one because we love the Elsvenskan. Yeah, we'll move on now to the Estonian national team. They have lost to Cyprus just yesterday, actually, at the time of recording. Uh, so they will be playing in League D now in the Nations League. They will be in the same group as Malta and San Marino. We did put something on Twitter saying what needs to change and all that, which caused a bit of debate. As far as we're concerned, the coaching is fine. The national team has improved. I know the games against Cyprus were poor, but now is the time for change with players. You've got to remember as well in the first leg, there were opportunities to kill the game off. There were two goals disallowed. So, you know, if you look at hindsight, if you go into that game in Cyprus already 2-0 up from the goals that were disallowed, it's a completely different game plan. But having said that, there is now a need for change with the players. In the call-ups, there were eight players that were over the age of 30. And if I remember right, there was three that were over the age of 35. Yeah, I remember when we spoke to Joel Lynn and he was saying you know we asked him what was it like to get 100 caps for the national side and he said you know it's good but at the same time it also means there's no decent players coming through to take your spot he'd like there to be a stage when the people in Estonia are only getting 60 70 caps like say for teams like Norway because there are you know players coming through to compete which seems like there isn't that coming through in Estonia at the moment fully agree because you look at the Estonian under 21 side 
12 games without scoring a goal. I think their last win was way before that. It was against Latvia under-21s as well as a 2-1 win. If you're looking at the under-21 performances and they're not scoring, okay, you maybe don't expect them to win. Who do you call up from that pool of players then if they can't do it for the under-21s? And we talk about that there's talent in Estonia and there is. They can perform in the Premier League, sure, but can they make that step up to the national team? These League D games, there'll, there'll be a chance to experiment, especially against San Marino, a, a game where Estonia will be expected to win. But it's also a time to experiment. You know, the Nations League, League D doesn't matter. There's no route to European qualification for it. So, you know, experiment, use some of the younger players, bring in like a Manalan, for example, see what he can do up front. There are then players there that maybe can do the step up and this is the chance to try it. Yeah, so I have our friend Igor, who was on our season preview, said as well, uh, there's more room for friendlies, so there's even more room for experimenting. So I'd like to think that there is a decent future for Estonian football. But as we said in Twitter, I'll quickly say now, there needs to be change in the Estonian FA. And for that to happen, heads need to roll, perhaps. But what, what do we know? Um, we've only been following Estonian football for a number of years now, so three, four years. This is just our opinion as fans from the outside. I'm sure actual Estonians will give a better thoughts on it. Yeah, and I think that will round it up. Hope you've enjoyed it. Obviously, feedback's always appreciated. Yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks a lot. I'd say it was our first time trying this new format. We'll improve on it uh, in the next few podcasts. But yeah, thanks for listening. As always, appreciate your support support, and any feedback you have for us is always appreciated.